Hey fellow brain pickers, how would you like to get featured as a guest on multiple podcast shows like this one and get massive exposure? Getfeatured.media will get you featured on targeted shows. They'll design a custom bio page, pitch you to the hosts, schedule a time, prepare you for the shows and promote you so you get even more brand exposure. Head over to getfeatured.media to get major publicity for your brand. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 75 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Now, when I prepared for this interview today, I had tears in my eyes and I found myself getting very emotional. My guest today has a shocking story that begins with a rising star. At one point, James Arthur Ray was considered to be one of the top 10 self-help motivational speakers in the world, although he would shudder at the mention of it because he doesn't like those descriptions. He has helped hundreds of thousands of people and companies from 143 different countries around the world. His company hit the Inc. 500 in 2009 as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the United States. And he has been featured in all major media outlets, including Oprah, Fortune Magazine, People Magazine, Larry King Live, Pierce Morgan, The Today Show, CNN, and also starred in the award-winning film documentary, The Secret. James, however, has a little twist in his story, a tragedy that would break most people and leave them on the floor in pieces. At one of his events, three of his clients died, and he was sentenced to jail for negligent homicide. But his story doesn't end there, far from it. Today he is back with even more energy and resilience. The CNN documentary film, Enlighten Us, The Rise and Fall of James Arthur Ray, depicts a glimpse of his journey. It is my honor and pleasure to bring to you a man who doesn't just preach it, but truly knows what it means to be resilient and break through all the obstacles life throws your way. James, welcome to the show, and thanks for letting me pick your brain. Well, thanks. Thank you, Daniel. That's that's quite an intro, man. I think you've done those a time or two. (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge compliment coming from you, James. I mean, wow, wow. Um, So I guess just... uh, just to, to kick off, I wanted to ask you, why don't you like the term self-help guru or motivational speaker? I mean, how else would you describe it, right? Well, well, I think, well, yeah, you know, I, I've come to terms with it. We, we attempted for ever and a day to get the media when I would make appearances and I was making a lot of them, as you, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, to call me a catalyst, for instance, okay. and, or you to call me. And, and I, I, I don't like labels. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of funny that way. And yet we have to use them because that's all we've got. Right. Mm. Uh, but, but to me, motivation comes from outside. Uh, inspiration is the fire in your belly and that comes from inside. And so you know, again, we're talking linguistics here, but I, I would much rather help you and everyone I'm blessed to serve light a fire in your gut 
so that no one has to motivate you. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're inspired, uh, I love that word, by the way, because if you look at the the Latin uh, from the original Latin, the, mm-hmm. the prefix "n" means to be. So, in spiritus is filled with spirit, to be spirit or to be spirited, and and that's what I really believe the entrepreneur and all of us are looking for. Hmm. And can you give us a little bit about your childhood? Because I'd love to know, like, to be able to be on stages around the world and inspiring people. I mean, you were literally, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder with Tony Robbins and and some of the biggest, uh, the giants out there. I kind of want to know, like, what was your background? I mean, did you know you were going to be a, I'm going to say it again, but there's nothing else that you're a motivational speaker. Did you know you were going to be a motivation? Did you know you were going to inspire people on on stages around the world and, and change people's lives? Or like, what was it like growing up? I mean, what were you like well, as a kid? Well, I, I was your quintessential nerd, Daniel. Um, I, you know, was six foot one, 150 pounds. I, I had, you know, <laughs> severely bucked and crooked teeth when I was growing up. I was not athletic. And I was, my father was incredibly charismatic and dynamic. And he, you know, I, I think you said you, you saw Enlighten Us, the documentary. And, mm-hmm. and so there's yeah. a lot of that. Uh, which I think many of us guys deal with is is the father son friction. Yes, you know the father son relationship, and particularly with a father like I had who commanded a stage, and and in his case because he was a Protestant minister, it, it was a, a very uh, dynamic kind of delivery, and, and he was the center of the spotlight, and I felt like I didn't even hold a candle. And so, you know, that actually, that pain actually drove me. You know, pain is the mother of all growth, Daniel, Hmm. whether we want to buy into that or not. And that's not popular. You know, what you'll hear me say are many things that are contrary to the traditional personal and spiritual development arena, you know, that tends to be all let's be positive, let's be smiley, let's be upbeat. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is pain is the mother of all growth. And, if and, and, you know, try to try to go into the gym and tell your trainer that you don't want to burn, you don't want to sweat, you don't want to work <laughs> hard. And, and yet you want to get in, in, in peak shape. And, and they'll laugh you out the door, right? right. And, and so that pain, I was able to learn how to transmute it, if you will, in, into power and into productivity and and into purpose and and that's what drove me early on i was driven to be good enough for dad and you know i i i do a lot of coaching now mm-hmm. and it's really amazing to me how many six seven figure income earners still don't feel very very good inside they still don't feel very worthy they still don't feel very fulfilled Hmm. and that is because it's kind of what what we call an away from strategy moving away from the pain and and the worthlessness in quotes i'll put that uh to attempting to prove that we're worthwhile does that make sense to you dan yeah no a hundred percent a hundred percent sense how do you so i guess how did you get over that i mean you were trying to prove something to your dad at what point in your life did you kind of have that transition where you're like i don't need to prove anything to him anymore well it it took a long time in life 
you know, has dealt me some serious blows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's no secret that, that I spent two years in prison. I mean, uh, everyone who does a Google search of me will, will see that. Yep. And, and I've, I've had these serious blows, and yet my greatest challenges in crisis have made me stronger and, and better. Mm-hmm. And I've chosen to do that over a long period of time. I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't happen overnight. You know, change doesn't happen overnight. Change is hard. Hmm. And, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm really passionate, Daniel, about helping us find that fire in our gut, that, that purpose that will continue to drive us even through the challenges and difficulties that, I mean, we're, let's face it, you hmm. know, uh, we're, America is facing those, the world is facing those, a lot of people individually are facing those. And so the bottom line is, what are you going to do with it? Hmm. Um, you know, I, I the the biggest lesson I had was was taking about twenty years to build an Inc. five hundred company, and I mean, what an honor that was. Mm. You know, I my team and I hit that in two thousand nine, and when Inc. magazine interviewed me and said, "How did you do it?" <laughs> I said, "I I didn't. Right. I, I really didn't. My team did it, and that wasn't false humility. It was just truth." Now, obviously, I had enough wherewithal and wisdom to to surround myself with high performers and allow them and help facilitate them to do what they did best so that I could do what I do best. But, but that was gone in a heartbeat. You know, I mean, we we hit in 2009 and the accident in early 2009 and the accident happened in in October of 2009. Wow. And oh, my goodness. I went from I went from media star Everyone wanted a piece of me. I was on the Today Show once a month for a long uh, there for a stretch, and Mm. you know millions of dollars in the bank. And 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 you (laughs) and and you said I think you mentioned that I have shared the stage with some of the. I've I've actually shared the stage with our now current president. Really? Um, (laughs) Yeah, who who wasn't our president at the time? Right. But in, in a heartbeat, it was all gone. You know, it's so all gone, we, and there's a, a huge lesson in that, too. I want to go there. I want to go there with you, James, and I want our listeners to go there. But before we do, I just want to kind of, for those listening that they don't know the story, can you take us back to that event? As painful as it is, I just, I, for the sake of the listeners that don't know what exactly happened, um, just briefly, if you could take us through, you know, what exactly did happen then. Yeah, well, my, my team and I were conducting... Um, a five-day deep dive psychological retreat uh, mm-hmm. in Sedona, Arizona. And what <clears throat> what the media didn't cover, because it, it wasn't sensational enough, mm-hmm. frankly. Of course. Um, you know, I, I, I don't believe we have journalists anymore, Daniel. We have sensationalists. <laughs> and, that's a good one. And that's unfortunate, but we have no one but ourselves to blame. Because mm-hmm. that's, if we weren't, you know, looking at it and listening to it, they'd be giving us something different. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, it was a deep dive five day into, you know, your own psyche, your own psych psychology. And, and there were very professional people there. I had, I had MD doctors there. I had, hmm. um, very successful dentists. I had high level entrepreneurs. I mean, these, these are people of means and, and magnitude and, and what we were working on are the very things that we're talking about, how to, how to bring emotional strength, which, which we also call resilience, how, mm. how to take 
the blows that, that life gives us mm-hmm. and, and to transmute them or to turn them into something that we can utilize and we recognize as a gift, literally. Mm-hmm. And, and little did I know that I was days away from practicing what I was sharing with them in space. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, so at the end of that, you know, I, I always did experiential learning because I think there's a great way to to segment or segue that into real life. You know, mm-hmm. the things you go through in an experiential learning event uh, can can transfer into real life. And you think, hey, if I did that, I can do this. And right. kind of like so, with the burning coals that Tony Robbins does where you walk over the burning coals and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. I, yeah. I did firewalks too. Yeah. I, I mean, I did, I did firewalks. I did, did, uh, board breaks. I did ropes courses. You know, I started doing ropes courses all the way back when I was with AT&T school of business. Hmm. And, and so those, while the media attempted to, to, to kind of position it as cultish or non-mainstream, I mean, if AT&T School of Business is doing experiential learning, <laughs> come on, right. right? I mean, there, there's something valid here. Mm-hmm. And, and so, nonetheless, we, we had a sweat lodge experience at, at the end of this five-day intensive. Mm-hmm. And, for those that that don't a, know, and for those that don't know what a sweat lodge is, what is a sweat lodge? It's, it's a way, well, <laughs> let, me, let me condense this as much as possible. It's yeah. an ancient tradition that has been utilized to move us into a non-ordinary state of, of consciousness, which there's a lot of research on, Daniel. Yep. Um, you know, my friend Mihai Csikszentmihalyi calls that the flow state. Maybe you've read the book Flow. Hmm. Uh, but, but it's a real high state that, that extreme athletes get into. Yep. And, you know, I talk a lot about it, and I teach a lot about helping entrepreneurs get into the flow state, because when you're in the flow state, you're plugged in. You're unstoppable. To an inf- I'm sorry. You're unstoppable. Y- you are, and, yeah. and you're you're like you're like Superman, Superwoman. Mm. You know, you're you're plugged in literally to to what Carl Jung called the the cosmic consciousness, the collective unconscious. And there's all these downloads. I mean, if you've ever been there, Daniel, and I'm sure you have, all of us have had a mm-hmm. taste of it at one time or another. It's a real high spiritual state. I mean, it's the same state that that yogis and and Buddhist monks spend 20 years meditating to reach. Yep. And, and so, nonetheless, that was the objective, is to move into this flow state and to get outside our heads. Okay. You know, it's interesting that there's a lot of research now that suggests that there are five or four primary drives in the human species. Uh, there's, there's water, food, sex, and getting outside of our heads hmm. <laughs> and and all of them you know, together look, can you do all of them together I, maybe yeah maybe all of them together <laughs> you know certainly uh, they can facilitate that but if you look at silicon valley right now daniel uh, it's well known that that a lot of highly successful professionals are on uh, nootropics if you've heard mm-hmm. of those you know um, nootropics which help the brain function at higher capabilities and, and, and get us outside of the chatter that keeps us stuck in the mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so 
you know, then there's extreme athletics, which is, is, can be very dangerous. Well, a sweat lodge can be dangerous too. And again, a lot of, a lot of cultures all the way back to the Greeks and Romans have used this. Mm. It's not just a native American tradition, although the native Americans have, have kept it alive. And it, it's like, if you go into the sauna in your mm. gym, yeah. it's like a, a really intense sauna, Yes, you know, and if you've ever been in there and kind of pushed through the, the, oh shit, I got to get out of here moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I know. you know, yeah. I, I remember, I remember back in the day seeing the, the wrestlers in high school come in and work out in plastic sweats in the sauna. Well, that's, it's dangerous, <laughs> right. you know, and, right. and I had buddies who would go into the sauna and, and, and they go in all together and and see who would pass out first. Well, it's mm. dangerous. And, and so, anyway, long, long story long, Daniel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This, this sweat lodge was an opportunity to help my participants get outside their head, reach a flow state, and they end up, three of them died in the sweat lodge. It, it went too far, or we really don't know uh, what happened because there wasn't enough, there was no blood work done. There was very little research done. Mm. Um, you know, my, my doctor from Harvard went through 4,000 pages of medical evidence and, and, and testified under oath that it was organophosphates or, or i.e. pesticides. Uh, toxins that got in the systems as the pores were opened mm. uh, that caused the death, but we'll never really know because mm-hmm. because you know the the law enforcement in in Prescott, Arizona didn't didn't follow up and didn't follow through. But mm. at the end of the day, as a leader, it's my responsibility, mm-hmm. and I I will never attempt to shirk that because it was my event. It, it was you know my idea. It was my activity, right. and as the CEO of your company, it, it, you know nothing else matters because I had a team that was trained, and we had medical professionals, and we had all that, but they were my team, hmm. right? And, and so here's the lesson of the entrepreneur. If you can't step up to that kind of responsibility, because the fact is when something goes sideways in your company, there's only one person in the crosshairs. Hmm. And and that's true whether you're BP Oil or Enron or or I would say Goldman Sachs, but they get off with everything, um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or me, you know. And, right. and and so that's that's one of the big lessons of of this for me is that we we say we want to be entrepreneurs, we say we want to be a CEO, we say we want to you know have this big impact, and and, and a tremendous amount of responsibility comes with that. So you must have got, uh, I can't even, I mean, I'll be honest, when I was like researching into it, I was shaking my head because I just cannot imagine what you must have gone through. I mean, you, you can't. No there's, no, there's absolutely no, there's no way, there's absolutely no way to imagine what you must have gone through. I mean, you were literally put through the grinder um, and for me, the fact that you went through all of that, you went to jail and you did time and then you came out, I would have 
honestly bet that you would come out and you would hide away into a little corner somewhere and just kind of live a quiet rest of your life, just happy and happy to be out of the limelight and just, you know, but you didn't. I mean, you freaking came out and just went right back to doing what you did. I mean, what the heck, right? Most people would literally just just crawl under a dark space or a lot of people would take their lives. I mean, how how did you do that? I mean, what were you going through the whole time, the whole that whole process? I I I'm speechless to be honest with you. No, seriously. <laughs> For, for a guy who, who talks to people all the time, you're yeah, speechless. Yeah, that, that's, that's a first. A, my wife will listen to this and go, oh my God, my, my, my husband's speechless. That's a first. <laughs> Bring James Arthur Ray for, over for dinner. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll sure. shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anytime, my friend, anytime. Wow. <laughs> um, well, Daniel, I, I considered all those things that you just, you just mentioned. You know, there, there was a time... I mean, it, it took me 20 years to, to I, contrary to popular belief, it took me 20 years to become an overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you the hustle and the grind and the, and, and, you know, let me just talk to the entrepreneurs listening right now. Um, you know, I, I played entrepreneur solitaire more times than I can count. You, you, have you ever heard of this, Daniel? It's, it's where you, you take all your credit cards and you throw them out on the bed and you try to figure out which one has a balance left on it. You um, serious? So that, oh my goodness. That's hilarious. So you can, so you can survive. And, and, you know, there was 20 years of that. And, wow. and then all of a sudden, you know, in 2006, when The Secret came out, it was like, kablam, you wow. know, it, it just took off. Were you, so, were you, can I just go to that moment there, 2006, yeah. so that's your peak, you get onto The Secret, and you're like, I'm done, like, you, you have this mansion in Beverly Hills, you've got money, you know, you've got fame, I mean, you've made it, right? This is where most people listening to this are trying to get to. Like, this is where, like, this is what they want. What did you feel in that moment? Were you, did you feel like, oh, this is it? Or did you feel like, hell yeah, I did this? Or did you, did you feel, oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm, how am I going to keep this up? Or I don't deserve this. Like, what did you feel? And what, how, what were you thinking? Well, well, by that point, I had, had, dealt with the demon of I'm not good enough for mm-hmm. dad or, or for myself or for the okay. world. Right. Um, so I, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't deserve it. I, I felt like, Hey, I have busted <laughs> my ass for 20 years and I stayed the course and I was resilient and resourceful and determined. And, and here, here now, here I am. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, even that was a lie, Daniel. And and this is uh, this is so, you know. Please, <laughs> as you listen today, write this down, because this is is a message that's going to push your buttons. You probably don't want to hear it, <laughs> um, but it can change your life when you get it. Is that you've been sold a lie, and we all have. You know, we've been sold this lie. My Inc. Five Hundred Company. Well. It's not yours. 
you know, we're all 1099 contractors to life, Daniel. And, <laughs> and, and that, that contract's going to be up way before any of us want it to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, we've been sold the lie of my house. It's not your house. <laughs> my, my, my wife, you know, as a listener today, I would ask you, how many times have you called someone your wife or your husband, and now they're someone else's wife or husband? Right. <laughs> they're, they're not yours. You know, my car, it, fill in the blank. You know, we're temporary custodians of the things that we have at best. And I'm not suggesting that we don't we don't fill our life with those things because, you know, that brings a lot of joy and it brings a lot of, of, of experience to our lives. And yet what I do suggest strongly and what I coach my my one on one clients and even my group clients and people that I'm, you know, blessed to interact with like your audience today, Daniel, is get your head on right because it's not yours. And, you know, we constantly think that when I reach this point, let's go back to me. We mm. were doing 10 million a year. Yeah. Um, it cost it cost me six to make 10, which means my my takeaway was four million a year. Then that's pretty that's pretty healthy. Wow, okay. that's incredible. Um, yeah. And yet, I didn't have it made. You know, I mean, if you, if you think there's a magic number, think again. There's no magic number. I used to think, you know, when I, I, when I could make 100000 a year, I'd be sad. And then I got to 100 <laughs> and I thought, well, it must be 250 <laughs> And then yeah. I got there, and it was like, well, it must be 500 And, and there's no magic number. I mean, I, I had to through my company, generate half a million dollars a month just to make, pay the bills. And, mm-hmm. and that's a load. And, and I had to make six million a year before I ever made a dollar. And, and so that's a load. And if you think your life is going to be easier when you reach this certain you know, milestone, think again. It's not. It's going to be more complex. It's going to be more challenging. It's going to be more difficult. And it's not yours because it could be gone in a heartbeat. Right. And, and it was for me. I mean, I, I literally, Daniel, went from, you know, you saw the documentary. There was shots of my home and you saw yeah. it was melting down. You yeah. know, I was doing a fire sale to, to sell off some of my collectibles. And, and, and I went from Mulholland Drive in Beverly Hills, which I had visualized yeah. for um, well over a decade. You know, I did the old Jim Carrey thing. Jim Carrey, yeah, I wrote, wrote the check. Yeah, well, I did the check, but I also, and I wrote about this in my first book, The Science of Success, but I also would drive Mulholland Drive and visualize and feel the feelings of that was, I was home. That's where I lived. And mm-hmm. so there's, there is value in some of those principles, and yet, you know, there's much more to it. And with all due respect, you know, the secret catapulted me into the limelight, but I, I've never believed, nor will I ever believe in magical thinking. You know, I, there, there are principles that must be put together. Visualizing is a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I've proven it. And yet I went from that, you know, 7,500 square foot estate on Mulholland Drive to homeless. And, and, and you wow. think that's bad. Then it gets worse. Then I went to solitary confinement. Jeez. I spent a month in solitary confinement right next to death row. Oh my goodness. Because I was so damn dangerous, I guess. I, Why? I don't know. Why? What, um, ha- what happened that they put you in solitary confinement? 
That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I, I I got out twice a week. You know, here I I I have I, I am. Think about this. You know, in Beverly Hills, I got an Inc. Five Hundred company, and or so I think I have it. We don't have it. That's the lie. And and you know, I was able to experience it for a moment. And it's please get this as a listener. This is not just semantics, because. Everything you think you own is going to belong to someone else someday. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I get my house paid for, it's mine. No, no, it's not yours. You're still a custodian because when you exit, it's going to someone else. So the only things that are yours are things that can't be taken. And, and, and so here, yeah, I, I got out twice a week in shackles for a shower and wow. had to take a shower in shackles, and and I mean to go from Jeez. that wow. from the pit to the peak to the pit was the biggest drop that I could even fathom. And and so back to your original comment about, I mean there were days, Daniel, as this thing was crumbling and 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 breaking down that I I I literally was in the fetal position and just saying. God, please recycle me because I, I don't think I can, I don't think I can handle this, but you can. And I'm talking to you as a listener. You can handle it. I'm, I'm never, I never cease to be amazed at the, at the magnitude and the fortitude and the resilience of the human spirit. And, and so, yeah, I, wow. I don't even remember the original yeah. question. Uh, you got me on a roll here, but, but. <laughs> Um, I mean, you went from people literally shouting your name and praising you and you've changed my life and you, you, your, your inbox, your email inbox was probably flooded with, with just positive, right? And then all of yeah. a sudden it changes and now people hate you, people want you dead, um, people think that you are a scam artist and all like, how the hell do you deal with that hate? I mean, for those listening, right, we run businesses and we do certain things. And sometimes we get rejected, right? We get on a sales call with someone and they tell us to go fly a kite or go drown ourselves. Like, you know, if it's really bad, cool. But the rejection, it, it hurts, right? But it, it, it does. It does. And, and, and let me just say again, something that's maybe counterintuitive to many. If someone doesn't hate you, you're probably not doing anything great. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Right? Because, mm-hmm. because and I'll give you a, a quick example, Daniel. You know, I, I've been on stages for a long, long time. It started all the way back with AT&T School of Business. And, and throughout my entire career of, you know, 30 years now, uh, I, I learned a long time ago how to create a standing ovation. There's how? a formula. How, how do right? you do it? There's a formula. And, and we don't, I'm not going to get into it here today, but there's a formula. Okay. I can guarantee I can get a standing ovation. And, and so I thought, oh, isn't this cool? You know, mm. I can get a standing ovation. Okay. And, and then I stepped back at one moment. I went, wait a second. If I'm getting a standing ovation all the time, I must not be coming across with anything original. <laughs> right. I, I must not be pushing many buttons. I must not be causing people to think because we we give rounds of applause for things we agree with, mm-hmm. right? And and so, do I want to be a, a cliche, or do I want to be unique? Do I want to do I want to make friends, or do I want to make an impact? 
And, and so mm. then, I mean, that was a real shift for me. And so back to you as the sales professional listening today, or you as the entrepreneur building a business today, mm. you know, take, take the stones that the haters throw at you and build, build a temple. Right. I mean, take wow. take those stones and build build a huge structure and understand that if you're if you're singing the party line, you're just part of the herd. You're you're a cliche. And and so, you know, I mean, I'm I've already talked about things here today that you're probably not going to hear from the majority of of individuals in the personal or spiritual development arena. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I want it, because you know, I, I, I believe, Daniel, and time will tell, but I, you know, I believe that a lot of people are getting fed up with, yeah. with all the, you know, smiley face, everything <laughs> is perfect, my life is perfect. Let me, I'll tell you straight up right now, my life has never been perfect, you mm. know, and, and, and I'm the first to tell you that, and that's why if you, you see my documentary, I wanted to allow you as the viewer to peer behind the curtain and see the man behind the stage persona. That it, was very risky. It, it well, yeah, but it, but no risk, no reward, right? right? I mean, it, there there is not anyone that I know of, and there may be some, you know, with all due respect, who will let you peer behind the curtain. But I've been behind the curtain with with all of them, everyone. Hmm. And, you know, um, and I'm not just talking about the, the speakers. I'm yeah. talking about, you know, the Donald Trumps and the Richard Bransons and, and you know, uh, the uh, I mean, I, I could go on and on. Yeah. But but we're all we're all struggling. We all have our issues and it's in the struggle that potential greatness is born. It's it's you know, and that that's true, whether it's the snake shedding its skin or, or you know, the butterfly coming from the cocoon, or mm. you coming out of your mother's womb. Now, I'm I'm not a parent, uh, but I've seen videos <laughs> and, <laughs> and that videos. birthing process, and I've oh, read God. enough about uh-huh. you know the birthing process is, is a struggle. Right. But but look Just a look bit. at the reward that comes out of that struggle. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, new life comes forth. And so if you're struggling today as an entrepreneur or anywhere in your life, take heart, have hope, and, and realize that that's where your, your greatness is potentially born. Hmm. It, it's, it, so anyway, I'll, I'll no, I, 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 I love you ask the question. <laughs> no, no. I, first of all, James, I, I love, I love uh, your analogy of, of giving birth because that is the ultimate, right? You're, you're giving birth to a, to a new a creation a human being of the potential is endless but the pain is absolutely there's no pain in this world i mean you ask any woman there is no pain physical pain in this earth that matches the, the birthing process uh but the risk is equal to the reward like you said and but one thing i want to tap into for our for our listeners here which is so key is a lot of people like you said about behind the curtain Right. Most people live behind the curtain because they're so afraid of what people will think of them if they just open the curtains all the way. And you are like the perfect example, James, because <laughs> you have the perfect excuse to close the curtains tight. 
You, you are the perfect example of somebody who should just avoid any attention whatsoever. You should not be on this podcast show. You should not be doing documentaries. You should not be getting on stage, right? Because you should be avoiding the, the pain and the potential of, of having people judge you based on what happened. And yet you're doing the complete opposite. You are coming out and going, the curtains are open. This is a documentary. This is what happened. You can watch me as I get sentenced. You could watch me as I embrace my brother and we cry. And you can watch me say sorry. That's powerful. Because how many people in this world are willing to get up and show their true colors because at the end of the day you can get all these people getting on stage and showing the good side of them and it, you know they've practiced and they've and they've they, they've done the makeup right and they look all great but how many right. people peel back the curtain and show you a part of their life that is pure raw pain that's tough and and to just to bring it to our audience just to bring it to our listeners on a practical level i want to challenge you guys Right? You don't want to do a Facebook Live video because, I don't know, maybe you think you, you don't look as, as, as good as some, some actor in Hollywood or actress in Hollywood for crying out loud. Nobody cares. People want to see you. People want to know you. Right? You're afraid to get on a podcast show because you might, I don't know, you may say something that, that maybe people don't agree with or you might stumble upon your words. Okay, so what? You know what? I'd done 75 episodes and before this I never did any any type of public speaking or any type of podcast show and I just went with it. And now I've got James Arthur Ray on my show for crying out loud. Like how did that happen? You just put yourself out there. Yeah, you you do. And and I I would I would nuance that a bit. Yeah. Um that you know, back to a question that you asked earlier, why didn't I just, you know, tuck my tail and duck yeah. my head and, and hide away? My answer, Daniel, I can't. <laughs> At some level, I would would love to. You know, it would be so much easier, I, mm. I think. But yeah. I know that it wouldn't be. Because I had a reporter ask me, you know, the same or a similar question recently, you know, after all the, the challenges and issues you've been through, why did you come back to the same industry? Why didn't you go off and do something different? Hmm. And, and at some level, you know, that would be so easy. And I would love to do that at some level. And my mom even said to me, son, why are you putting after the way you got beat up? Why are you making yourself a target again? Hmm. And. And the answer is really simple, Daniel. Three words, clarity of purpose. You see, I know, and there's research from Harvard to prove this even, and elsewhere, that each of us is born with a unique gift and ability. I call that your genius. And, and so as I work, you know, 95% of the, of the people I work with are entrepreneurs. We're in the age of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs change the world. They literally, yeah. you know, 60% of the new jobs are being created by small business. And, and so here's the problem, though. And this is the nuance to your comment about Facebook Live videos, et cetera. And, and I'm not saying that that's not accurate. It is mm -hmm. accurate. And yet what is even more important is that we practice what I call beginning at the beginning. 
most of us are conditioned in the lie. I've already told you what the lie is. You right. know, I make this much money. I have this kind of business. I have this house. I have this with this, 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 this wife, this car. <laughs> That's the lie. And, you know, in, until I'm, when I get there, I'm going to be happy and fulfilled. And yet, I mean, I talk to, to people every single week, Daniel, who are making, you know, multiple six, if not seven figures. And they're like, God, I just, James, I feel this sense of emptiness. <laughs> you know, I, I've climbed the ladder of success, and, and, and now what? And, and the problem is that we're not self-aware. This is what I call beginning at the beginning. A, a, a great level, a deep level of self-awareness around who I am, what my unique gifts and genius are, and now let's bring that to the world. Because we're all fulfilled when we're doing something that we're good at. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. I mean, God knows, you know, um, Anders Erickson, the psychologist from Florida State University, who's the, the expert in elite performance, says it takes 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard of that. Yes. And, and if, if, if it takes 10,000, I can promise you, Daniel, I've invested at least 20,000 hours. <laughs> and... And literally, I'm not exaggerating. And, and that's, you know, practice isn't something you do to become just to become great. Practice is what you do when you are great to become greater. Mm. And, and that's why Kobe Bryant is shooting 800 jump shots a day before <laughs> practice ever begins. Yeah. Right. And, and so when we find our unique gifts and genius now, I mean, that's God-given, in my opinion. Now, let me learn how to practice, develop, and master that. You know, Kobe Bryant didn't play violin, right? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Stephen Jobs didn't play basketball. All of it, you know, and, and here's, herein lies the problem, Daniel, is that we live in this society that says, oh, I want to be Mark Cuban. Well, no, hmm. Mark Cuban is Mark Cuban. Okay, and guess what? You try to be Mark Cuban, you ain't Mark Cuban, and you're going to be miserable because because he's he's using his obviously his unique gifts and genius. Now, are you telling me, James, that if I if I go back and begin at the beginning, become truly self-aware, that's going to guarantee I become a billionaire? No, no, it's not. You know. However, what I can guarantee you is that you're going to live a fulfilling life. And, and so that's all the way back to where we began, Daniel, of the fire in the gut. Yeah. You know, I get up every single day, and, and, and there's not a day where I'm like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this again. Yeah. No one has to motivate me because I'm inspired. I got a fire in my gut. You know, Gallup tells us 72% of the people surveyed are miserable in their work. I mean, that's damn near three-fourths of the population, mm. right? That's, that's sad. And, and so, so maybe you shoot Facebook videos. Maybe, maybe you're not very telegenic, and you shouldn't be on Facebook videos. Maybe you should be on podcasts because mm. you've got a great voice like you do, Daniel. Oh, and, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe Does that you mean should... I'm ugly? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> God, I knew that was coming. You knew no, that was coming. No, no. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, listen, guys, if you haven't seen his picture, I'm looking uh. at his picture right now, and, and he, he's a good-looking guy, you know. It's okay. I'm married yeah. now. I'm married now for 10 years, so, you know, it's, you know, it's good. 
<laughs> so so I hope you get where I'm coming from though. Yes. Is that yeah. you know, we we live in this world where everyone wants to be the next Justin Bieber. So, so let or, me ask you or, let me ask you this, James. I want to get uh, this this is absolutely incredible and it's so crucial. I think this is like the main the main point here is how how like someone listening to this who is in a job who is depressed, who hates their job, what should they do practically speaking? Practically speaking, how do they become aware of what they really need to be doing? How do they find that 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 gut feeling of their purpose and 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 fire in their belly? How do you get that? How do you develop it? It it, it takes a focus. It takes a it takes a commitment that that's of primary importance. The clock is ticking. I mean, I don't know as a listener today, how old you are, but you're not getting any younger, even if you're in your 20s. Right. You know, life is not getting any longer. And, and the clock is ticking. You know, the, the big, here's another one of the big lies is, is well, I have time. No, time has you. Hmm. You don't have time. Tick tock, right? <laughs> and so we've got to make this commitment, Daniel, to, to say what our schools have never encouraged us. I mean, I, I could, I could, I can really get on a soapbox here. You know, we we go to school and you <laughs> yes. and you suck at math, and <laughs> school tells you you got to work harder at math. And I say no, forget math. You know, if you're if you're great at literature like I was, uh, then then focus on literature. You know, I I still suck at math, but guess what? <laughs> I hire people that who are great at math, and that's how I build an Inc. Five Hundred company by by playing my my genius, my A game. And surrounding myself mm. with people whose A game was my B and C game. I don't mm. want to develop my B and C game. I want, to, I, want to, I want to do my A game. Right. Is that, yeah. And so, but, but first you got to find what your A game is. And that, that is harder than it sounds because, you know, I, I was talking, I was doing a coaching session with, with a, a Persian client uh, just uh, last week. And I said, can you tell me that you really like hummus? And she said, yes. And I said, no, you can't. <laughs> hummus. I said, I can tell you I like hummus. Hmm. But you can't really tell me you like hummus. How do you know it wasn't just conditioned into you from the time you were born? You hmm. see, most of us, you know, who says a Mercedes is, is better than, than a Ford? You know, I mean, and, and I could go on and on, but I think you get the gist. Yeah. It, it's not that easy to really become self-aware because we're so programmed in this socialized conditioning, this socialized operating system that you've got, it takes concentrated effort to, to step back and to break out. But I guarantee you, and I'll say it again, it's in the struggle that potential greatness is born. If you're willing to step up to that and take, step back and take an inventory, you know, some entrepreneurs today listening, Daniel, may be in that point where they're just banging their head against the wall and they're like, man, this isn't working. I've taken all the online marketing courses and so-and-so told me I could make $4 million in yeah. two years online and, and, and my Facebook ads suck and, and this is, mm -hmm. well, you know, okay, that's not your thing, maybe. Find your thing. Find your one thing. You know, mm. Picasso didn't play badminton. You know, Picasso painted. And, and that's all he cared about. So you're saying once you find that one thing, like bet the house on it. Just go all in. Go all, all in. in. 
all in on that thing. So what was your thing, James? My, my thing, it was first and foremost to understand me. And I, I've been, you know, I started that journey at 18 years of age. And that's, you know, that's been a long journey. That's, that's a long time ago. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 59 years old. So what? that's, that's well, you don't look it. Jeez. Well, well, thank you. And, and, and what I, I would appreciate, I really appreciate that. And what I would say to that is that many of the things I'm sharing with you, um, are the reason why. And of course there's some, there's genetics and there's, there's healthy eating and there's all those kinds of things. But when, when you, when you really find your place and your purpose and your passion and you go all in, then, then there's a glow about you and, the, and there's a youthfulness about you and there's an energy about you that, that other people are just screaming for, mm-hmm. you know, screaming to have. And so, you know, my mind was first and foremost self-awareness to understand me and then to be able, once I started understanding me, and, and by the way, I'm still in process. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Then to share with your audience, to share with whomever I'm blessed to serve the things that I have learned. And, and so it doesn't matter, you know, for me, will I ever build another Inc. 500 company? I don't know, but I really don't care. Will I ever reach, you know, $10 million a year again? I don't know, but, but ultimately I don't care. Will I ever be where I once was in the media? I don't know, but I don't care because I'm doing what I'm here to do. And that is the reward. Hmm. You know, all that other stuff is just the trimmings that, that comes along from living a fulfilling life every single day. And, 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 you know, if you're not there yet as a listener, I know it's hard to get your mind around, but take it, you know, vicariously. I talk to people who make multiple six, seven figures at almost every day who, who are miserable. They're right. miserable. They, they have achieved what they thought they wanted to achieve. But the, the fact is they never be started at the beginning, began at the beginning. They never found their unique gifts and genius. They never defined their purpose. They, they don't really know what their legacy is and what they want to contribute to the world. And, and they've pursued the money. And it's not their fault because that's what we're conditioned to do. You know, we're told when we're in, in high school and college, well, this is where the market is going. It's all going into technology and all the, all, these are all the business opportunities. I say forget all that. That's a surefire way to end up in the, in the, the 71% club. <laughs> you know, the 71%, 72% that Gallup tells us are miserable. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's created that club. That's not a club you want to be a member of. Wow. Wow. James, this has been so powerful. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Is there, uh, you have any books that you've written that they can get, get a hold of? Is there any courses that you're offering or if they want to get you on one-on-one um, coaching? Yeah, it, it's all on jamesray.com and it's, it's R-A-Y, just jamesray.com and mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to talk to me about coaching, there's a, there's a tab there in the nav bar. I've got, you know, a free, uh, seven series, um, 
program, online program mm-hmm. that you can opt in for called Building Bulletproof Resilience. Well, uh, you know, it, it's all it's all there. You well, know, on James if, if you want to talk to me about coming in and doing speaking or consulting, I, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've been doing that for decades now, and yeah. and that's on the book James page. So everything's right there in the nav bar. Brilliant. And uh, social media links. Are you on social media? Can we find you? I'm all over social media, actually. Yeah, official James Arthur Ray. Um, I'll be doing. I do a. Um, I have a. Uh, you'll find this interesting, Daniel. I I have not started a podcast. And ah, we got to do that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to, and I and I I don't. I need someone to help me who really knows because that's not my A game. You know, mm. my A game is 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 research, development, and delivery. And and so I got. I haven't yet found someone who can who can help me put together one and rock it. But mm. what I am doing is I every Thursday at eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I do a live cast on Facebook and. <laughs> My show is called From Ordinary to Extraordinary, and and it's getting some momentum. You know, it's kind of, again, my, my philosophy, take a unique approach. I mean, the, the podcast, mm-hmm. you you are a master here, obviously. <laughs> are you I mean, serious? Okay. That's so such I a big compliment. I saw your ratings, man. I mean, you're, you're killing it. So <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're obviously providing tremendous value, and, and the podcast market is really crowded. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kudos to you. Uh, Thank you. Now I'm starting. Uh, I I decided, hey, I'm going to be unique. I'm going to start a live cast. It, it that's that's my version of a podcast. Not to say I won't do a podcast. I think I will eventually. Um, but but anyway, and I, and I'll have you on. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk be, about how you crushed it I'd, in this market. I'd be, ha- and, I'd be happy to be a guest on your show, and I'm also very happy to 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 give you any advice or anything uh, to do with podcasting. More than more than happy, James. Um, that's awesome. Wow. I'm so glad that we connected. And um, thank you so much for, for letting me pick your brain today. And thank you for all my fellow brain pickers. And before we go, I want to just say that if you want to, for those listening, if you want to get the link to James's website, it will be um, in the show notes, as well as I think we're going to link in the documentary as well that James was in. Um, and anything else that we discussed, we'll link that up. So if you go to danielgeffen.com, that's danielgeffen.com forward slash 75. Um, you can grab all that there. Um, thanks again for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow brain pickers. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.